All right. Hello, spirit people, spirit society people, just people in general, <laughs> not excluding any people. Um, today's conversation is really important. Um, it is with one of my dear friends, wise woman. I just, I, anyone I think that, that knows me in certain settings knows that I just adore Donna Muriel. Um, really, she is one of the wisest women that I know in her I reached out to her originally because she so beautifully blends um, the corporate and the spiritual. She works in the corporate world. She's deeply, profoundly spiritual. And then she brings awareness into corporate settings on a really high level, working with, with really um, high level executives. However, what our conversation, I knew our conversation was going to go off topic because it always does, but um, what it turned into was how to speak to people right now. And I think that this conversation more than any that I've recorded is, it's, it's crucial for this time right now. And so I am so excited to share her with you. I'm so excited, excited for her to share her wisdom. Um, and you'll tell right away that she's, she's just amazing. Um, so as founder and managing partner of Merge Leadership Solutions, Donna has a unique ability and a proven track record for guiding individuals and teams into deeper conversations where key insights ignite extraordinary results. And you will witness that fully in this conversation. Her bio goes on to say that she's known for her courageous authenticity, her insightful questions, and her ability to cut through the heart of the issue. So with that little, little preview in mind, I hope that you enjoy this. I, this conversation just um, opened my heart so much. And yeah, here's Donna Muriel. Love Donna. Um, this is Donna Muriel. She is first and foremost a mother, um, but she's also founder and managing partner at Merge Leadership. Um, so what Donna does is she, if again, correct me if I get this wrong, but you work with organizations, corporations, high-level executives, and coach them on how to um, how to work within their organization, how to treat people, how to set up systems. Is that, am I getting that right? Or am I butchering it? Totally. Um, in a nutshell, what I do, and, and I'll generally say we, because I work with a partner or two partners um, always in the work that I do. What we do is we bring groups of leaders from across an organization together to simultaneously do their own work on individual awareness and the collective work on building trust and authentic relationship. So that's it in a nutshell. That is so much um, better phrased than I did. And it's, it's also amazing. Um, but really like the reason that I wanted to talk with you on this platform um, was because you are one of the wisest women that I know. And um, 
the I think the beauty of the way that you communicate is within your questions. So we've known each other for maybe almost 10 years now. I think, yeah, right? Yeah, at least we're getting close. I think, yeah. Um, and we've seen each other, you know, more often some years, less often others, but I feel complete trust in you and complete surrender. And whenever I come to Donna with something, um, her way of guiding me through is always through questions. And I just, I want to focus on that because I find that so valuable right now with the way that the world is, mm -hmm. is that we're all shouting our ideals. We're shouting our opinions. We're saying, listen to me because this is right. This is how I feel. I'm so passionate about this. And yet, as you said in your bio, and I've saw it come up a couple times, you can challenge people through the questions. Right. We have such an issue with being challenged. And I just, I want you to speak to and how that process goes. Like, how do you, can you, you know, signify, okay, so that's where I need to get this person and then <laughs> ask them questions without saying, here's exactly what you need to do, or here's what I think you should do. But how can you guide someone to conversation or awareness through questions and challenge them without that defensive block that's coming up so much right now. Got it. Um, so I'm going to answer that in two ways, Brooke, um, because there's an, an outer piece when I do that and there's an inner piece. Um, the inner piece is this. Really early on in my career, I had a coach say to me, you cannot be with something in another person that you cannot be with in yourself. And so that, and, and that brings tears to my eyes because that has been a guidepost to me that if I show up with another person and I feel any trigger, that means I have to go back and do my inner work. Now, why that's important to answer your question is this. I almost never enter a conversation outside of probably with my husband and my kids. So let me just, yeah. I almost never enter a conversation where I really am trying to get people to a foregone conclusion. Because even if I feel really passionate about something, I'm pretty sure that in some way, shape, or form, that there's something about my belief that should be challenged. And I'm equally sure that there's something in the other person's belief that should be challenged, right? So what I'm up to is attempting to create more light for both of us, to shine a light for both of us, to see what we're not seeing, in a way we're not seeing it, um, which always guides when I'm asking people questions. And the other piece that I'll say to that is there is an organization where I did some training called the Center for Right Relationship. And they have a saying, which is um, every, and I'm paraphrasing, but every person and every system is creative, resourceful, and whole. And our job as a coach 
is to enable the access point, allow people to access that. And so that's my approach, right? Like I come to you in a way that says, number one, you're a mirror of me. What are you showing me that I haven't seen? And then number two, how can I shine a light for you to see something you might not yet see? That's incredible. Long answer. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's so profound. It is so incredible. Um, you know, we were just talking before about how just the intensity of this time. And if we could approach, and I love how you use the, the, the wording of you approach these conversations, you approach these people with knowing that you don't have an outcome for them, which is so different from the way that we all, I say we all, but I just mean, you know, the general public and how we're interacting right now, that we all are approaching each other. And if we could have the, um, I like that you said you have the outer piece and the inner piece. If we could have the inner piece to know that the other person is whole, because that does take peace. Yeah. You, if you are not at peace, you are not going to be in a place to approach someone else and learn from them. I love that. And I, I so appreciate that. <laughs> it's yeah. resounding right now for me on, on a really emotional and personal level, but I'm sure just as we were talking again before that micro macro is insanely reflective right now. Yes. Yes. And I, 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 I want to add that doesn't mean that I don't have a strong point of view because there are situations, particularly with everything going on right now, where I do have a strong point of view. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then I, it challenges me even more to, to listen and consider what's the 2% truth in someone else's point of view? How might I be wrong? Yeah. Right. That's another, um, I learned this, um, I always mix up her name, Jennifer Garver, um, Jennifer Garvey Berger. Um, she has written a number of books and she has a saying, which is a question that you ask yourself, which is how might I be wrong? Mm. And I love that question, right? So I'm reminding myself of that a lot right now and the things that I do feel really passionate about. And I'm certain I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> How might I be wrong? <laughs> yeah, my Aries fire knows I'm right. <laughs> Which <Yeah>. is even harder. <laughs> um, and there is that, that part too that I want to speak to within you is that you do so beautifully um, hold both sides right now the world is dividing it feels like where in a way with social media people are being forced to divide you're being yeah. forced to state on one side or the other and you so beautifully hold both and so I would love to hear and I know that this will be helpful especially because of people um, you know I work all day in the spiritual realm those are the really the only conversations I have and then I go into the world and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I can't, I, it's almost like I don't know how to, to interact or to have those conversations because, you know, they may not have the sensitivity of, of 
oh, your energy is really open right now. I should maybe not, you know, speak so intensely or, or whatever the, the issue is, but I can stay from where I am that I don't have that merging as you do. And a lot of us are, especially that are doing the spirit work, are having trouble with that. And so can you guide us with how, because you do a lot of work, personal work, um, and for your profession within the spiritual realm that you bring to people. So how do you communicate that? And how do you, you know, draw that relationship? And I think we've talked before about how you kind of draw people into it, whether they know or not. Yeah, right. Um, so wait, let me see if I have the question. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I rambled. How I bring spirituality into particularly corporate America? I, yes, um, but even broader than that, how do you hold both? How do you hold, and it's, it's I don't even want to say corporate because I don't want to, um, you know, pigeonhole that population of people that are working in corporate America, but I do just want to say maybe people that are um, more sensitive. Yeah and maybe aware to ask questions or people that are just saying nope this is what i think this is how i believe and i will not have the conversation yeah gotcha um that's a great question that is you have experience with both with just the masses that you've worked with yeah so um that question today in this environment does feel slightly different than several months ago because energetically there is so much intensity right yeah um and so what i will say is i am relearning how to how to find that balance and um, merge those two effectively. So, so I want to start with that caveat. Um, because as you know, I'm also highly, highly sensitive. And so I'm finding that messing with me a lot <laughs> right now. <laughs> Attempt to operate in mainstream America. I know. And any, any kind of boundaries or shells that we thought we had are just shattered open right now. And it's like, I can't function and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, you do know why, right? Yeah, because right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, let me think about how I want to answer this. I, I'm going to ramble just for a minute here. So in the next breath, here's the gift of things being shattered wide open. Um, Historically, I think I was more conscious about um, sneaking, sneaking my way into it with people. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding now when I'm having, I'll just use coaching conversations as an example. I am speaking really explicitly to people about the fact that there are three centers of intelligence, our mind, our heart, and our intuitive or our gut, right? To use kind of a mainstream word. Yeah. 
And in the past, I, I wouldn't have really been explicit about that. And now when I'm, um, when I'm coaching people, I say, look, we have these three centers of intelligence. Historically, we've relied on the mind center of intelligence, but we can't do that anymore. That's not enough, right? And so I'm guiding people then to access the other two points of intelligence. And what I have found um, so far, and it's, a, it's a, a small group I've experimented with this so far, but there's been huge willingness, huge openness. And that's so encouraging to me because historically, I, um, I have felt resistance and I expect there will still be some resistance. But I think that because everything's been broken wide open, I think that people are more willing to say our, our mind intellect is not it, there is more. There also happens to be tons of research now, right? There's right. so much research on mindfulness and meditation. There's so much research on vulnerability, which is the, a, a point of access to heart intelligence, right. right? Heart math has done tons of research. Brene Brown has done tons. So there's so much that when I'm speaking with people, um, I feel like I can draw on um, research, which appeals right to the, the mind totally. yeah. intelligence, right? And that is the gift of, of heart math and of Brene and of you and what you're doing is that you are able to use the, the research, the science, and merge it with the spirit. And those things have never been separate, though they seem to be. Um, but really, you are, you're exposing both. And that's such a gift for all of us. Um, and it's interesting too that people are feeling more and I wonder if you in your experience, one of my questions was how have you seen it, it shift on corporate level, uh, which you just kind of answered, but I'm also wondering if, if you're seeing now that it is open and people are feeling their hearts more, if they're feeling more of the discomfort as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Yes. I mean, people are feeling more of the discomfort, yeah. right? Um, Even those that maybe you've worked with in the past and haven't. Yeah. In fact, I um, was on a, in a conversation that, I mean, it's probably been six weeks or two months ago already. So it was really during the heart of the, the, the lockdown yeah. from the pandemic, yeah. right? Um, and I was speaking with a very senior leader who lives largely, large, I would say almost exclusively in his head. Okay. And he was speaking really authentically about the discomfort mm. and went on to talk about, um, he was putting together some monthly report for uh, however many people are part of his organization, let's say it's. I don't know, it's, it's in the thousands that are within his part of the organization. And he said he's putting together this report and he, he stopped and he ended up writing several paragraphs about how hard this is and how painful and how much it's stirred up in him, right? This is a guy that I can't imagine 
writing that to the people in his part of the organization yeah prior to this such a gift mm -hmm. it is it's interesting so i talk with my husband dane um in all of last year and it's like 2020 is coming it's, it's like we astrologically we could look and see that it's going to be a, a shit year in a way like it's going to um we knew i shouldn't say that we knew it was going to be a shift year that there was going to be a lot of <laughs> shit shift <laughs> i misspoke a little bit but um, I, i'm changing my my view of it um but in a way we knew that things would crumble and when you look at the astrology part of it a lot of what it said is all of these systems that were um supported are crumbling this year and you know what that as a white upper middle class white woman um that feels really uncomfortable and still yet i know that it's what needs to happen um you know and participating all of the george floyd stuff was within minneapolis so it was in our community um so we i was there with my friends as they couldn't go outside um you know for fear of their children and shootings and it's just it's i feel like what's happening is that all of us are being made uncomfortable yes. and 2020 is doing that where it's it doesn't matter if you are you know susceptible to disease or you are in the neighborhood that is being shot up but everybody's getting uncomfortable so that we have this level of um, awareness and compassion for each other that we may not have had before and it's shaking yeah yeah i think that's right but it's it's from what i've received that there's one, at least one more um wave coming through just to anybody else that's still holding on to the boat okay <laughs> i get rocked <laughs> but but it is and it is too it's like if you if we're holding on to that idea of the wave the wave comes through and once you let go you're like i'm okay i really am okay if i can give in to the wave we're all okay um or most of us but but there yeah it's just i think like you said it is shaking everybody yeah and it's it's good in a way hmm. but it's uncomfortable yeah i think it's i i i i um i happen to agree with you it's really uncomfortable and it's it's hard i mean it's hard hard and um people don't change without discomfort mm -hmm. and systems are simply a group of people right so mm -hmm. if we want systemic change we have to face the discomfort otherwise all of the people that are comfortable are simply not going to change right i mean yeah because why would you well right and you know, I happen to be an upper class white woman too. And but part of what's happening right now is the pain of looking at how much I didn't see. Because mm -hmm. I didn't have to see it. Right. Right. And, and I'm quite sure I'm not alone in that. And that's the beauty of what's happening right now. How, how could I have the level of empathy and compassion yesterday? when I chose not to see it, mm -hmm. that I have today, 
when I'm actually seeing it, right? And and I'm the first to admit there's tons more for me to learn. Absolutely, and, yeah. And, <clears throat> and that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I you know I I on this this topic, um, and I knew that we would go off topic, <laughs> uh, but <Fine>. on topic. <laughs> I, I recently had some really uncomfortable conversations, um, pretty heartbreaking conversations, and a, another wise friend just said, this is the discomfort that, you know, you need to feel right now. She's like, these other groups of people are feeling discomfort on a different level. Right. You're feeling it on this level. And she's like, it doesn't make it bad or different, or it's a different kind, but it doesn't, all that it's doing is exposing me to it. And I've right. never had to be. Um, right. And even in our conversations, you know, it's so easy for us to avoid challenge and to avoid um, conflict right. just by going back into our corner of the world. And now we can't, and we're being exposed. And with solstice and the solar eclipse and all the retro like everything is just exposing 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 right now so right the next couple of weeks we are in incredible in illumination <laughs> in for it yeah <laughs> yes that's another way of putting it <laughs> in for incredible we're screwed <laughs> yeah i mean uh, um i'll make one comment and then i want to let you get us on path <laughs> what you just said links back to your earlier point, right? That um, social media and the media at large and where we live in communities, it all pulls us to our little silo, our little way of thinking, our little, right? And the gift of what's happening right now is it's forcing us to see beyond the walls of those little cocoons, right? That, that people build both literally and virtually. Yeah. Right. And, um, and that's a big deal. It is. Enough people are willing to listen, really listen. Yeah. You know, I did have, I will get us back <laughs> or, or we don't. And that's okay too, because this is, I think, really valuable for what we're doing. And these conversations are helpful to I, me personally, but I know for a lot of us that are just trying to work through this and trying to process everything. Um, but I was in Minneapolis visiting a, a really dear sister. And um, so she's white, her husband's black. They have biracial kids. And I was there and in my mind, I said, or I, did, I said it aloud, I said, hey, if you guys want to come out, because we live outside of the city now, if you guys want to come out of the city and just, you know, take a break, take a breather, you're more than welcome. And he was just like, we can't, we can't abandon our neighborhood. We can't abandon our community right now. And it was just, it hit me so hard as that is my, what, you know, I don't, I don't want to totally go off track, but that is my privilege is being able to say, I can, you know, let's go somewhere. Let's get away from conflict. I want to run from conflict. Yeah. And they were saying, no, we need to come together. We need to stand together in community and, and you know, build what we, we want to see coming, going forward. And even with the children, they need to see and be exposed. Yeah. 
and know the truth and know what their parents are building and know what they're fighting for. And it was just such a beautiful moment for me to see my tendency, yeah. <laughs> my reflection, and yeah. see, you know, the beauty of, of standing in challenge and conflict as well. But, um, okay. So I do want to um, ask you what you're doing incredible work. You're doing deep work. You're working with people that of, of all backgrounds, of all mindsets, you have, you know, type A people, you have really spiritual people that you have conversations with, like you're doing it all. And I want to know what your practice is for setting your boundaries, especially mm -hmm. as you go into maybe a corporate place um, that's just again, when we're having conversation, I will see you, I'll be aware of your boundaries, but that's not always the case. And so what is your practice for keeping yourself, you know, at peace, aligned, but also protected when you... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my non-negotiable always, including when I'm, you know, going into corporations is my morning meditation practice because that really is the the you know the place where I get grounded and connected so that's the non-negotiable daily um, then as a a practice of connection so I like I said I'm always working with one and sometimes two people as a practice of connection, we check in with each other very vulnerably, very deeply, um, which not only allows us to ground ourselves, but it also allows us to ground in relationship with each other, right? Um, and then we, we use the thread, the theme of what we heard in our practice, in our check-in, to inform how we show up with others. Because um, I believe so deeply, I think I already said it, and so do my partners, that we're all mirrors. And so that kind of grounding, both individually and in connection, then allows us to use that mirror. The other thing that um, we, always, always do is set an intention, right? So what is it we're holding energetically? You, I mean, you know right, this, right? What are we holding energetically for the group? Whether it's a live group, a virtual group, right? What are we holding for the group? And then um, this has never been planned, but inevitably the last practice we do, one of us will say, and now we're going to get out of the way. Because at the end of the day, we want, we want source to come in. We want source to, because if I get in my ego, I'm just going to botch it up, right? So that's, and I'm, I'm kind of chuckling as I'm saying this, because that's never been intentional. But inevitably, that is the last thing we do as part of our grounding practice before we're with a group. And, and I always do the same thing as part of my grounding practice before I show up with a client, which is I set my intention, I you know, energetically ground myself, and then I 
turn it over and I ask source to work through me. I think that's pro that's it. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Um, and I think that's valuable in all professions. Um, you know, in my work, we say it's that surrender. Um, I was talking to our neighbor who runs a horse farm and she was saying that her work is just source going through her, that it's not, she's like, it's some, it feels too big for me to do. I can't do this alone. So it has to be some other thing. And then for you to take that into a setting where there are many people and there might be more rigid feels or energies, um, Really what you're doing is is you kind of you are the channel to that because they're all in relationship even if you're working behind a computer you're still in relationship with other people yes so you are you are that link in that channel for them to receive and then the good yeah. work and i mean the truth is at least when we can do it live there are no computers so that we 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 physically sit our bodies in a way that enables human to human connection. Of course, that's different right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're in Chicago. I don't think I mentioned that earlier or you're, you live in Evanston, but you work, your work is mostly in Chicago. In the Chicago or the surrounding area. Yeah. So you guys are on full lockdown. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, um, no, we're not on full lockdown oh, anymore. Okay. Open, but there's no group session. There are no live sessions. Okay. Okay. That has not started, and I don't anticipate it will start anytime soon, frankly. Which I do, I don't want to, um, we we're talking a lot about your work and our work and all of this, but I don't want to discount at all that you are mothering while you're doing this, and your kids are home, and how are you doing with all of that? Yeah, um, well, here's the blessing in disguise. So, um, my two largest clients right now, we are not doing the group programs okay. on hold, which has been a huge, um, a huge blessing because it has allowed me to be present. Um, the ages of my kids that are middle school and going into upper elementary, um, they're they're really feeling, and they both happen to be highly sensitive kids. They're really feeling it. And incre incredibly intelligent as well. <clears throat> um, <laughs> well, I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I can, I can attest to that, that they are very, very intelligent children. Um, so I'm sure I can just imagine Bodhi just like taking it all in. Yeah, and I'll tell you who... Um, energetically has been impacted a lot has been Quinn. Quinn, the younger one, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, we decided to go to a rally recently because they are at an age where, and they came with us and we had some really hard conversations, but they're at an age where those conversations are so important. So, to answer your question, my work has been very slow, which has been a, a huge um, uh, unforeseen gift. <laughs> when it first went away, I was like, ah, I love it. 
that keeps me sane. And there's still some truth to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's been a gift to be more, pre- be able to be more present. It is. It really, I, you know, we even have, I feel like we're in privilege within um, COVID to be able to say that, but I agree as well that it, the slowing down in the being present part has been an immense gift. And it's, you know, in a sense, it's like, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, which who knows how that bodes for going forward, but at least we're getting it now. We can be present with it now. <laughs> um, okay. So the last thing that we, I always ask is, um, what's a piece of love or something that you would share with someone and then something that you are incredibly proud of that you've done? Hmm. A piece of love. Say, tell me a little bit more. What do you mean so by just that? Just something to send out to to the world, to the people that listen, to anybody. Just a, I, just a piece of love or wisdom. That, and even just the quote that you said at the beginning was incredible. You quoted one of your teachers, I think. You don't um, have to. That. They were all creative, resourceful, and whole. That. Um, Hmm. Um, uh, let me actually paraphrase something wise that I heard from someone else recently. Um, I was listening to a podcast from Tara Brock, a Buddhist meditation teacher, and she said that um, in these turbulent times, we need more activists to do the inner work and we need more of those of us who are doing the inner work to get out in the world and and i am getting choked up again because that it i have spent so much time on the inner work and for those of us called to do the deep spiritual inner work the world needs us i have chills right now this is what we've been training for like right now right here because the people with the walls the people living all in their head those are the people that are so sure they're right they won't listen right it's those of us that are willing to drop into our heart connect with source ask how am i wrong that's what our world needs. So I, I think for those of us willing to do that, first and foremost, and I'll offer this caveat, I have not been as good at this lately in this time of lockdown with two kids. Um, we have to take care of ourselves because we are so energetically sensitive and then we need to we need to get out there conversation by conversation person by person however we feel called to do it to have an impact to make a change okay that was what was oh, the i love it <laughs> <laughs> oh my heart is just just yeah 
your wisdom, I love that what I think just really anchors me to you is the, the grace of your wisdom too. Thank you. Yeah. And then something that you're proud of. Oh, something I'm proud yourself. of. Yourself. Um, hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I'm proud of showing up right now in this moment. I'm proud of showing up every day for my kids because it has been very, very challenging, very challenging to, um, Uh, let me let me actually pause that. I, I, I'm also proud of gracefully letting go right now of my identity as a professional mm. because I'm doing a little bit of coaching, but it's a very little bit. And um, so much of, oh, I lost your book. Okay. I really had a strong identity as a professional. And so I'm proud of, I think I've been pretty graceful in setting that aside. And then the second piece is I really do feel proud of showing up every day. It has been, um, in addition to the, the, the macro being intense, as, as you and I were talking before this started, my micro has been very intense. And um, I for sure have screwed up a lot. And I, um, I've done it the way I do it, which is with a lot of reflection. And how am I going to show up in the next moment, in the next moment, in the next moment? And I'm, I'm proud of that. It's, it's really tough not having the break of school and hockey and all those other things to recollect and regroup, but having to kind of do it moment by moment by moment by moment. Um, and I'll add, I have a feeling as I, I, I'm quite sure as I'm saying that, that I am a mirror to many of your listeners who are also doing it moment by moment by moment by moment right now. And so I think that that's a pride that I'm holding both for myself and for moms and dads, parent, parents everywhere who have been impacted both professionally and personally by all of this. Yeah, I, I, I honor you for that. And I want you to feel completely seen in that because that is, I think, one of the biggest challenges for us as humans and parents. And not only are we processing for ourselves and attempting to do our own work, but then we have these little people to guide. Mm -hmm. and make food for and <laughs> right out of the lakes and like there's just so much <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah. I was joking I'll just say I was joking with somebody another parent who's also um similar right sensitive and inner inner work and I said oh yes every once in a while I just have to duck into a bathroom and cry my eyes out put some cold water on my face and go make lunch <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, or for me, it's like scream. I just need to. I'll be right back. Let me come back out. We're all good. Exactly. I just gotta get the energy out of me somehow. Well, you are. You really are just 
one of the most profound humans that I know. And I am so grateful to have this conversation with you. Aw, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> fun, fun to do. Thank you. Ah, oh, she's so great, right? Yes. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. For more information on Donna and the work that she does, you can visit. Oh, hold on. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Mergeleadership.com. I should have known that. Um, that is her business page um, that has everything about her services um, with corporate. I, she works with everyone from startups to Fortune 500 companies. If you want more information on her bio and um, just want to connect with her, that will all be linked in the show notes. And if you want any more information on Spirit Society, you can visit... We have a whole new website coming, but um, you can visit brooklynespigard.com slash spirit dash society. I will link that because nobody's going to remember that. Um, I'll link that in there. Um, but also know that there are deep dives, there are one-on-ones. Um, we have an upcoming priestess immersion. So if you are looking for information on anything, please check the show notes and I am wishing you all of the strength. I am wishing you all of the clarity. I am wishing you all of the support and sending you love.